0: You have just entered the Liberty, Liberty Lighthouse, Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog of politics with common sense and logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the State of Independence. Here he is, author of the book, Progress, Really? U.S. Navy Veteran, and your host, Peter Seraphine
1: Today's Friday, February 28th, 2020. Just over a month ago, there was a huge protest in Virginia. Tens of thousands of Americans flooded to the state of Virginia to protest gun control legislation that the state was trying to push. Well, that made me think, what other states already have the same laws that Virginia was trying to enact? And what other states are trying to do the same thing right now? So, that's what we're here to talk about today. Let's
0: get started. Welcome to the Liberty Lighthouse. With your Liberty Lighthouse keeper. Your beacon of common sense. Your wiki, if you will. Peter Seraphine. We urge you to join the conversation by calling 64-MY-RIGHTS. That's 646-974-4487. And sign up to be a member at liberty-lighthouse.com.
1: Before we get into today's episode,
0: I want to... Uh
1: make a little bit of an announcement and uh, quite a bit of a thank you. The Liberty Lighthouse podcast got its first paid subscriber or first paid supporter. So thank you to Todd Orndorf on the Toddcast for supporting the Liberty Lighthouse. I appreciate that very much. And we'll uh, use that money to keep us going. So back to the show. Let's see. Virginia had a whole bunch of gun laws proposed caused a huge, huge protest. Tens of thousands of people showed up in Richmond for uh, Martin Luther King weekend. It was a big success for the Second Amendment uh, supporters. Several of the laws that were being proposed have been stopped, but that all made me think about what other states already have laws like this, and what other states are trying to push laws like this right now. So I did a bunch of research like I always do for these shows, and you know, the one that frightens me the most is red flag laws. There are 17 states plus the District of Columbia that already have red flag laws. We're going to talk in the second segment mostly about red flag laws. I have a feeling that's going to take over my show and, all well, my passion for the show. So we'll save that for later. Now, let's see. States that require FFL transfers, meaning you can't sell or transfer your gun to your friends or family members or anything like that. There are 12 of those. And here in my home state of Pennsylvania, that rule applies to handguns only. So requiring an FFL to do your firearms transfers is basically universal background checks. It means that they have to run the background check before you can give your gun to your son or sell it to your neighbor or anything like that. And the states that already have that are California, Colorado, Connecticut, Washington, D.C. Not a state, but still. uh, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington. But just in the month of February, there are four more states that have laws pending on this, and that would be Utah, Nebraska, Maryland, and Arizona. So uh, this is something that is being done across the country, obviously, whole bunches of them. Personally, this is not a gun control measure that really bothers me too much. I think most responsible gun owners do go down to a federally licensed dealer to have guns transferred, with very few exceptions. However, the argument here is that why do I need the government to intervene in me selling my privately owned, legally purchased, and completely legal item? Why do I need the government to intervene in that? Another one of the things that's being pushed is capacity limits. Different states want to limit the capacity of your magazines, how many rounds you can have in your weapon, and states that currently have magazine capacity limits. Uh, There are nine of them, plus the District of Columbia. So California, Colorado, Connecticut, Hawaii, Maryland, Mississippi, New York, New Jersey, and Vermont. But once again, four more states are trying to pass capacity limits, and those would be Washington, Arizona, Hawaii, and New Hampshire. If you notice, I said Hawaii already had them, But they still have legislation pending now because they want to change that law for some way or another. Again, why is it the government's job right responsibility to tell me how many bullets I can have in my gun? What we all seem to forget on a very regular basis is the Second Amendment was created so that the government could not take our guns away from us to guarantee that they cannot take our right to bear arms. If we, the people, decide that our government has become tyrannical and want to overthrow our government, and we find out that the only way to do that is through military action, how are we supposed to do that if we are limited to eight, 10 rounds in our weapons? Obviously, the only purpose for this is to keep us from being able to do what the Second Amendment is for in the first place. Another bit of gun control that is being tried in several states is storage laws, telling you how you have to store your weapon. Uh, Utah, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Oregon are all trying to pass those laws now. There are only a few states that already have them, um, Hawaii being one of them, I believe. Anyway, storage laws, uh, again, why is the government intervening and in how I store my legally owned product? I understand if there are children in the house. Okay, I'm an adult. I have no children who live in my home. Why can somebody now force me to keep my handgun locked in a safe? Or even worse yet, keep my handgun locked in a safe with a trigger lock and the ammunition stored someplace else. So in the event of a home invasion, for example, I now have to open the safe that holds my handgun Unlock the trigger lock, then open the safe that holds my ammunition, and oh wait, I'm dead by now. One-size-fits-all storage laws are just dangerous to homeowners who have their guns for the protection of protecting their homes. Hawaii in particular has got an interesting uh, take on storage of weapons. They have House Bill, I'm sorry, Senate Bill 2002 uh, that actually makes it illegal to have a loaded firearm on your own property after you have consumed any alcohol. So, if I have a loaded handgun in my bedroom in the nightstand next to my bed, and then I have a glass of wine with my dinner... I am now breaking the law if Senate Bill 2002 passes in Hawaii. That seems a little bit nanny-state-ish, don't you think? And while we're on Hawaii, (laughs) they got some funny stuff going on. Their Senate Bill 2635 would restrict ammunition purchases only to the caliber of weapons that you have registered pretty sure having all of your guns registered is kind of goes against the idea of the right to keep and bear arms. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that the federal government is forbidden from keeping a registration list of weapons. So why is a state trying to make that a law and then restrict what you can or cannot buy based on what's on their list? And good old nanny state of Hawaii's got another one. Senate bill three zero five three would ban 50 caliber weapons and actually would, would ban all what they call large caliber. And they start that at 50, I believe, which might, you might think, Ooh, 50 caliber machine gun is bad, which by the way, I've shot a 50 caliber machine gun. It's freaking awesome. But back to the bill, um, a 50 caliber gun, okay you know who really needs a bullet that big right well the desert eagle is an incredibly popular gun and it's a 50 caliber and oh wait muzzle loaders almost all muzzle loaders are 50 calibers or larger and those are the guns that there's the liberal side is supposed to be okay with you yeah. know muzzle loading rifles like we had during the revolutionary war so hawaii is going off the deep end kind of like virginia was trying to do Uh, In Washington, we got uh, House Bill 2947, bans magazines over 15 rounds. Oregon, House Bill 4005A is a one-size-fits-all firearm storage law. Maryland, Senate Bill 208, would criminalize the private sale and transfer of long guns. Arizona, hey, here's another one kind of like Hawaii and Virginia. It's trying to go off the deep end. Arizona Senate Bill 1625 would ban many commonly owned firearms, uh, basically anything semi-automatic and over a 10-round magazine. Senate Bill 1624 bans all private sales and transfers. Senate Bill 1626 is a red flag confiscation. Again, we'll get into that later. And Senate Bill 1627 is one-size-fits-all storage. Hmm, that's about everything right now. Nebraska Legislative Bill 816 requires you to pay a fee and wait 48 hours for the purchase of semi-automatic long guns. Not handguns, long guns. Both rifles and shotguns, by the way. Oh, uh, a Hawaii one that I missed, Uh, House Bill 1902 and Senate Bill 2519 are both bills proposed to outlaw magazines over 10 rounds, and those bills have no grandfather clause. So if you own a magazine in the state of Hawaii that holds more than 10 rounds and these bills pass, you are instantly made a criminal. Uh, Alaska, House Bill 62 is a red flag surrender again later. Maryland, HB 636 and Senate Bill 646. Well, these two bills, well, they, they do quite a bit. Uh, but the one thing that they do really, really well is they just put small independent gun shops out of business. They're, they're just horrible, horrible bills. Uh, Vermont, uh, what is that? H610 is red flag again later Uh, Connecticut, Senate Bill 5040, is a 35% tax on ammunition. 35%! That's insane. Iowa, House File 2367, red flag. New Mexico, uh, Senate Bill 5, red flag. New Hampshire, House Bill 1608, is a 10-round limit on long guns and a 15 round limit on handgun magazines. Why would there be separate limitations on long guns and handguns? And even if there are separate limitations on long guns and handguns, why would the handgun be higher than the long gun? I, Whatever. Magazine limits are stupid. Uh, Let's see. Utah Utah's got a bunch of stuff going on, too. Utah has House Bill 109, which bans private sales and transfers, House Bill 115, which would make an owner liable for crimes committed with a weapon even after the weapon was stolen and reported stolen. So somebody breaks into your house, steals your gun, you report it stolen to the police, you do what you're supposed to do, you can still be held liable if that gun is used in commission of a crime. Uh, let's see, House Bill 136 in Utah is one-size-fits-all one storage, and House Bill 229 is a red flag confiscation. Again, later on the red flag stuff, I've got a lot of that. One thing I haven't seen a whole lot of is assault weapon stuff, other than Colorado and Vermont, which already have so-called assault weapons bans. Let's talk about the assault weapon mumbo-jumbo for a minute. First off, assault is a verb. It's an action. You can assault somebody with a dead fish. That doesn't make it an assault dead fish. A weapon is a weapon. If you use the weapon for self-defense, it is a self-defense weapon. If you use it to attack someone, it's an assault weapon. The same goes, holds true with a broomstick. If you use the broomstick to attack someone... It's an assault broomstick. Does that mean we need to ban broomsticks? Here's what's really going on. In the 1980s, the anti-gun crowd here in America tried really hard to ban handguns. And they realized they couldn't. It just didn't work. So then they turned their attention to trying to ban so-called assault weapons. Now, so-called assault weapons are defined by, you know, having a removable magazine, and how many rounds it can hold, I guess, I don't know, and whether or not it has a pistol grip, and just silly stuff. Like, a gun's a gun, and all the assault weapon stuff is really more about what it looks like. So anyway, the anti-gun people tried to ban handguns, That didn't work for them in the 1980s, so now they've turned their attention on these assault weapons. Now, if you remember, there was a 10-year ban on assault weapons, so-called assault weapons, in the United States, and all of the government studies show that the so-called ban, I'm sorry, the ban on so-called assault weapons had absolutely no impact on crime. And I like to argue that the cities that have the strictest gun laws are usually the cities with the highest murder rates because law-abiding people can't defend themselves, but criminals still get their guns. I think it's about time to take a break. But before I take a break, I want you to think about something for a minute. Remember what I said at the beginning of the of this segment. All of the laws that I just mentioned, all of those House and Senate bills that I just mentioned and all of those different states, those are all laws that are being pushed this month, February 2020. Some of them may have already failed. Some of them may have already passed. But those are all things that were attempted just in the month of February in the year 2020. So let's see what happens next month, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's an ongoing thing. All right. Let's take that break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about my home state of Pennsylvania
0: and red flag laws. Be right back. You're listening to the Liberty Lighthouse. Join the conversation now. Just call 64-MY-RIGHTS. That's 646-974-4487.
1: Are you fed up with progressive society? I'm Peter Seraphine, and my frustration led me to write a short book titled Progress, Really? Progress, Really? Is about the past, current, and future state of American culture, government, and social standing. I urge every liberty-loving American to visit my website, seraphine.com, and order a copy. Give Progress, Really? a quick read, and some serious thought. That was seraphine.com. S-E-R-E-F-I-N-E dot com. Order your copy today. Let me tell you why I chose Anchor to host my podcast. First, it's free. It's one of the few hosts I found that really is free. They have all the tools that you need. You can make your podcast on a computer, or you can download their free app and make edits and uploads straight from your phone. So, If you're interested in starting your own podcast, I say download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You're listening to
0: the Liberty Lighthouse
1: podcast. All right, welcome back. So I'm going to start with my home state of Pennsylvania. Our Pennsylvania governor, Governor Wolf, during his budget address this year, announced his gun control agenda. He wants red flag laws. He wants to make it illegal to sell guns and give guns to friends and family, criminalizing the private sale and transfer of weapons. He wants to punish the victims after a, a gun theft. Like, uh, like in Utah, he wants to make it so that you can be held liable if your gun is stolen and used in a crime after it's been stolen and he wants universal storage laws. Now, I bring all of this up not only because I live in Pennsylvania, but because of the specific verbiage of the Second Amendment in the Pennsylvania State Constitution. We all know the Second Amendment of the federal constitution says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The argument could be made by those on the left that, well, we're not infringing your right to have a gun. We're just telling you you have to store it, or how to store it. And you can still have a gun, but you can only have eight bullets at a time. So the argument could be made that they are not infringing on the ar- on the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. The Pennsylvania State Second Amendment, however, says that the right of the citizens to keep and bear arms shall not be questioned questioned that's a pretty powerful word shall not be questioned means that absolutely no one has any right to even question to you know should we pass a gun law oh wait that's a question you can't do that but governor tom wolf doesn't seem to mind that he is pushing forth a gun control agenda. Anyway, I said I would get to the red flag confiscations in the second bit. And I saved it for the second bit because this really, really bothers me. So the states that already have red flag laws are Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California, Illinois, Indiana, New York, Florida, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. States that are trying to pass red flag laws just in the month of February of the year 2020 is Arizona, Arkansas, Iowa, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, Utah, and Vermont wants to update theirs with some new version. So we've got seven states trying and 17 states already have. My problem with the red flag laws. Uh, Where to begin? Well, they're obviously a violation of the Second Amendment. You're taking somebody's guns away from them. They're also a violation of the Fourth Amendment, unreasonable search and seizure. They're violating the Fifth Amendment by punishing you without an indictment and without due process. And violating the Sixth Amendment with it, which is your right to face your accuser, your right to an attorney, your right to a public trial, and your right to a jury of your peers. Red flag confiscation laws are exactly the type of government control that our U.S. Constitution was written to prevent. They are violating four of the, t- the ten amendments in the Bill of Rights just by doing red flag confiscation laws. The problem with the red flag confiscation laws is the lack of due process. You can be adjudicated. A judge can say, you're not allowed to own guns anymore. That can be done. That I mean that already exists and that's perfectly fine. The problem with the red flag laws is they aren't doing that. There's somebody is calling in a complaint And saying that, hey, this person is mentally unfit or this person is depressed and suicidal or this person is, you know, angry and I know they've got a lot of guns or something like that. Somebody is calling in a complaint. And then the police basically go to the judge. They get a warrant and they come take your guns. Then later, sometime later, depending on the state, it could be up to a year later, then you get to go in front of the judge and argue your case about getting your guns back. Now, the laws do differ from state to state. Some states, you have to be a member of the household to make the complaint. Some states, you have to be a member of the immediate family to make the complaint. Some states don't have such laws, such restrictions. Anybody can call and make the complaint. And some states have The due process part shortened a little bit, like the hearing has to be held within a couple of months. Some of them say they have to be held within 364 days. So if you're a collector, you could reasonably have literally thousands of dollars worth of guns and ammunition in your home. And the police can come just take them without you ever getting your chance to stand in front of a judge and argue your case until after the fact. Red flag laws basically punish the gun owner based on a complaint without a court process without it's 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 horrible i don't understand how anybody sees this as a reasonable solution let's make a little analogy here your angry bitter ex calls the police and says that you are a horribly angry mean old man or You're terribly suicidal and depressed or whatever. They complain to the police and they, that she's worried that you might go drive recklessly. You may go endanger the lives of other people on the road. So the police take the report seriously. They go to a judge. The judge signs the, whatever the warrant, the writ. I don't know what it, what it would be called at that point. The police show up at your house. They take all of your car keys. They impound your car. They take your driver's license. Because you might go drive recklessly. And then, sometime within the next year, you will be given an opportunity to go in front of a judge and make your case that you are not angry or suicidal or whatever the complaint was made. Does that sound reasonable? You may. Go drive recklessly, so we're going to take your car away. Not to mention that you should probably hire an attorney. So somebody makes an accusation against you. They take your property away from you. Then you have to go hire an attorney, pay them hundreds of dollars an hour because attorneys are are shyster expensive. And then maybe within the next year, you'll get the chance to go argue with your attorney that you've paid thousands of dollars to about getting your personal property back because you might be unstable. Uh, an unproven, unfounded complaint. Red flag laws s- just scream of George Orwell in 1984. This is the Orwellian state. And, and it's funny, as my fiancé, my my beautiful wife, as I usually call her. My beautiful wife is actually reading 1984 right now for the first time, and I am so proud of her for doing it. I think everybody on the planet should read this book, especially everybody here in America. 1984 by George Orwell. We are living in 1984. like We are on on the precipice of being in that Orwellian state. Anyway, let's get back to the red flag laws for one more story. Gary Willis. Does anybody remember the story of Gary Willis? Gary Willis was a 61-year-old man in Maryland. Within the first year of Maryland passing red flag gun confiscations, somebody went to get Gary Willis's guns. Gary Willis answered the door when the police showed up with a gun in his hand. Perfectly legal. You're allowed to answer the door with a gun in your hand. You can walk around your house with every gun you own strapped to your body all you want. So he answers the door with a gun in his hands. The police tell him why they're there, ask him to put the gun down. So he puts it down. They start talking. Gary Willis gets angry. Starts to get a little upset. I'd be upset too. What? You're here to take my property away from me because somebody else said something, blah, whatever. So Gary picked the gun up. When Gary picked up the gun, it frightened the police officer, as it probably should. But the, there was a struggle. During the struggle, as the police office, as the first police officer was trying to take the gun out of Gary's hand, the gun went off. It did not strike anyone. Bullet just went into the wall or something. But the second officer at the scene opened fire, and killed 61-year-old Gary Willis over a red flag confiscation. Now, the news reports talk to all his neighbors and all that kind of stuff and his family, and everybody says that Gary would not have hurt anybody ever under any circumstances. I don't know the guy. I don't know. He could have been as bad as Charles Manson. I don't know. But the point is, the man died because somebody filed a complaint and the police were there to take his stuff away from him. I'm sure Gary won't be the only one. He won't be the last one. More people will die during gun confiscations. Because it's a bad, bad idea to begin with. Anyway, I'm Peter Seraphine. Thank you very much for listening to the Liberty Lighthouse. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Seraphine. And uh, sign up at liberty-lighthouse.com. Come back next week. New episode every Friday. 6 o'clock. But until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America.
0: Thanks for listening to the Liberty Lighthouse Podcast. Be sure to sign up at liberty-lighthouse.com to download Peter's free ebook from the file share page and don't forget to call 64 My Rights to leave comments for the show that's 646-974-4487 If you enjoyed this podcast tell a friend about Liberty Lighthouse and wherever you listen subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated